Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex live from the Plum Boot at HR Tech. Yeah, so I am so thrilled we have a return guest to the show. How much has happened in the last year? Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get into it. Welcome back, Angela Hood, who is the CEO of This Way Global. Thank you for coming again. I really appreciate you inviting me. I love being on your show. And I can't believe it's been a year. It's been a year. A lot of people are talking about these angel wings that are walking around the floor. (laughs) Tell us, what's the story behind that, Angela? (laughs) Okay, I love the fact that we have a very creative team, right? And we talked about what is this year for us? What is the next couple of years for us really all about? And it's bringing the ecosystem together, removing the silos for customers, making technology work together more fluidly. I don't know if that's even a word, it but is. we're going to say it's a word right now. It's okay. a word in my brain. Okay, good. Uh, so I think everyone knows what I mean. So we said, okay, let's do birds of a feather grow better together. Uh-huh. And anyone that comes up to our suite, uh, there are thousands of origami birds. It's pretty cool looking. And as you can see, my team's walking around in solid white and we have wings. You can't miss us. It's awesome. So in case our audience maybe didn't hear in the back catalog your last interview with us, let's start from the top. Okay. So give us just a little overview of who's Angela Hood. All right. I am an entrepreneur that loves to solve problems that mean something to me and to the world. And I have a team that's fully motivated around what we do. And uh, what we're known for is removing bias in recruitment and in hiring. Uh, We feel that this will cause companies to be more successful and cause people to be more successful. And more recently, we're known for being the go-to-market partner for Watson X Orchestrate. It's an enormous project 
project and commitment from IBM. We love being part of it. Then I think the last part is we won an award for Innovation of the Year at this exact event in 2019 for yes. our AI for Jobs product. AI before everyone was talking about it. <laughs> Thank you. You touched on something that I did want to hear more about, and that is your partnership with IBM. Give us some insights into this partnership and how's it been going? It started many years ago, yeah. and oh, really? it took a very long time for us to get to where we're at. But we became fully integrated very quickly. And I think a lot of people look at us and say, well, you're a startup and IBM's been around for over 100 years. How did the two of you get mm -hmm. along, right? How does this work out? And I think it's because we both work really hard at it. And we both know that when we solve this problem at scale, it's so meaningful that it's worth us both changing. I believe that IBM has learned something from us, uh, and I know that we certainly have learned from them. Awesome. Thank you. Also, in one of the last episodes that we did, and this was very early, we talked about the HR Systems Connector, and I was doing a bit of research, and it's definitely live. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit more about it, because it's one of the things that excites me the most about This Way Global, yeah. and there's a lot of exciting things, but tell us what it is first. Yes, the Universal Integration Platform is what we call it, That's UIP. That's call it, okay. Yeah, and if you can imagine, it's streaming of data between disparate systems on behalf of a customer that uses all those disparate systems. It's not middleware. It's not a competitor to something like Mercado or Merge or something yeah. like that. It's very different. And it's used a lot in financial systems and banking systems. Fortunately, my team has a background in that. So they really were able to take what they learned from years of building financial and banking systems and were able to apply that to the HR technology systems. And it creates an opportunity for us to deliver much faster results and data and analytics to the customers and also be able to identify anytime an API is broken in a system, we can know exactly when it happened, where it happened, what caused it, and keep that from happening again. It's a very powerful technology. So on your website, it says that you can connect now or integrate in 30 minutes. And I've been spending a lot of time in this industry and that's never happened right. in my life. I'm going to give you a very specific example. Please. When we first started working with the applicant tracking system Greenhouse, this was in 2018, early 19. It would take us about four months and it would require the engineering teams of our company, the customer, the employer. And then sometimes we'd have to make a call to Greenhouse and ask them a couple of questions. And that's very tedious. It's hard to get things done. It always gets pushed on the back burner and it was expensive. I challenged my technology team. It was the second quarter in 2019. And I said, 30 minutes to value. That's what we have to be able to deliver. And they really thought I was crazy. And I probably was, but I was like, but that's what we really want to hit. We first got there by having four days to value, and then it was a day to value. It took us a long time. It took us several years for us to figure out how to do 30 minutes to value. But now, someone that's on sales or customer success of my team can get on with the system admin of Greenhouse, and in less than 30 minutes, they'll have a full integration complete and can start using the system. 
what's the plan with this? This <laughs> That's um, amazing. such a big challenge. And when we talk about what problem are you yeah. trying to fix with any type of technology? And this one has been an obvious one for us that live in the industry. How big do you want to grow this? Do you see this as a big part of this way global moving forward? It has to be, but I think it has to be bigger than that. Okay. We have taken a very agnostic approach to this to say we don't have to have a partnership directly with another company, but we can have a partnership just on this point. They can call us and say, we want you to tie us to X system and we'll figure out a way to make that happen. I'll, I'll say the biggest hurdle we're hitting right now is sometimes people just don't have APIs at all. Yeah. And so our team has gotten a lot better at helping other teams figure out how do they get an API built. Sometimes we build part of it. And also the technology systems in the world have started to make it easier for teams to figure this out. Mm. It's not the same as it was in 2018 and 2019. And I hope that uh, teams will become more open to the idea of bringing someone in and helping them scale. Because without APIs, it is really hard to scale. So I want to come back to something else you touched on just a minute ago. Talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, this time last year, it's all we heard. It seemed like every vendor had some sort of solution for DE&I. And this year's conference, I don't know, it seems like there's less <laughs> right. emphasis yeah. than last year. What's your take on what's happening in this space? So we've always focused on removing bias, yeah. and that drives the increasing of diversity. So I've never personally believed that you should hire someone to tick a box. That person doesn't want to get hired for that reason, and it doesn't work out well. But diversity does drive greater profitability. We know that. We, mm -hmm. we have proof of it. Yeah. So the fact that any company is making a decision that reduces their profitability makes zero sense to me. Because no one ever makes those decisions. They always want to increase profitability. So what I think it comes down to is people don't believe the data. They don't believe the research for whatever reason. Yeah. I think it's crazy. I think you should reread the research and try to figure out why it is that you don't believe it. Because it's put together by McKinsey, PwC, Deloitte, you name it, right? So that's number one. But the second component is that I just did a talk with Commissioner Sonderling of the EEOC and the former director of OFCCP, Craig Lane. And we were at George Washington Law. This was just a few weeks ago. And I asked them point blank about this. I said, so we know what happened with the universities. So how does that affect employers? What should they be doing? Should they take their foot off the pedal? And they're all absolutely not. They said the rules haven't changed. There is no difference in what it is that uh, employers required to do now. And the fact that people have changed their strategy is going to give other companies that hold the diversity strategy, they'll give them a competitive advantage and also give them an advantage from a compliance perspective. And those two things means that you're not going to be able to work with the largest companies in the world. You're not going to be able to work with the federal government who has control of so much money right now to be able to be spent. So none of this lines up, but you're absolutely right. It's absent in almost this entire room. 
Mm. Well, so I didn't just imagine it. No, no, no I saw it as well. And yeah. you talked a little bit about removing bias. And that's one of the concerns with AI as far as AI will create more bias. And you're very much uh, a pioneer in AI in this space. We're launching AI for Jobs. When was it? 2018? 2016 is 2016. when we launched it. Yeah, 2018, we actually landed our first funding. And so you started hearing about us more in 18 because we had a budget for marketing. But we set our path down this course in 2012. So that was when I was doing R&D at Cambridge University in England. And that's when we discovered that bias was the thing that was constraining success of companies, individuals, but also economies, which is something that I think we really need to be paying attention to right now. Our economy needs a boost. And mm. part of that boost is more people making equitable wages, uh, more people having jobs they really love, and companies having people that want to work there and that they can retain and they're not constantly having to rehire people. How big is AI going to be in this space? What's your overall take on what's going on with AI in this space? I think what will happen is if you don't know how to use AI and if you're not AI literate at the very least, that is where your job might be at risk. But an employee that understands how to leverage AI in their daily work and is not scared by it and digs in and upskills a little bit on the topic, they will be the ones that are retained. They'll be the ones that are promoted. So I think in that sense, there is a risk, but it's a risk that can be mitigated instantly. Literally today, people can go out and say, I'm going to start getting smart on it. The other thing is when we give talks, the first five or 10 minutes is to get on a level playing field so that everyone in the room understands AI and what it really is, what it really does, what it does not do, where the risk sits, where the risk does not sit. And I think that level of transparency, that we should take that on as a core value to the mm. world and say, we will share what we know and we'll help you get there and not try to be secretive about it. Mm. Awesome. Looking into 2024. Yes. What are your predictions? Maybe your crystal ball? Yeah. What do you see as exciting or something you're looking forward to in terms of the HR tech space in 2024? To me, the business automation side, mm. I think, is where the biggest leverage is. Now, does that include AI? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And I think we get the two confused and we really shouldn't. AI is separate from business automation. True. But business automation is going to enable people to go to their kids' soccer games to take a real vacation, to not be checking email after they've turned off the email, supposedly, and they're having dinner with their family to not be constantly checking things. Because you can have the work happening for you without you having to do a lot of the manual, more mundane parts of your job. And it gives you more time to do the things you really enjoy. And we all started a job because we enjoyed some aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing worse than when you enjoyed a job and then it gets eaten alive by mundane, repetitive, boring, tedious things. And then you stop liking your job. I think 24 is the moment where you see business automation taking over. Ooh. I also see where companies that don't adopt any business automation, they're not going to be as productive they're not going to have as clean of processes mm -hmm. and they're not going to be as competitive and you'll start seeing a fallout. So, Angela, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, yes. what's the best way? It's contacted this way, global.com. 
Thank you so much, Angela. It's always a pleasure having you on. It's always a pleasure seeing you. Really appreciate you coming oh, on. Oh, I love it. You're definitely my favorite Canadians. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it. Texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, this is where our friends at Rectex come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters. So you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit www.rectxt.com, mention the Recruitment Flex, and get 10% off annual plans. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.